When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy, it was a long one at the ballpark yesterday. <laughs> uh, that was that was not for the uh, the faint of heart, uh, you know, just all those hours in the press box. What, what do you do when there's a rain delay like that? What, what's, what's your go-to move? <laughs> Joe, I'm just trying to, like, keep up, you know. I was, you know, writing, you know, kind of updating the rain delay story and, uh, and, uh, you know, just uh, get something to eat. And uh, then you watch it rain, I guess. But uh, but mostly, uh, you know, you're just trying to uh, get prepared because you don't know if it's going to, you know, if they're going to bang it or, you know, you don't know if you're going to keep playing or, you know, when they do keep playing, does it rain again? And mm-hmm. so you got to have, you know, like, you know, you've got to have that the game story ready. You've got to have the uh, rain out, rain out postponement story ready so it's it's kind of it's kind of crazy a lot of plates uh spinning in the air at, at that point i agree uh the decision last night to to delay the start by 15 minutes uh really cost shane bieber i guess in, in the long run yeah you know they were uh you know terry francona uh, after the game you know you know you you know unsolicited brought the subject up you know he really said it put the um put uh, Bieber in a tough spot because, you know, it interfered with his, uh, he had warmed up, then he had to stop, then he was waiting. And, uh, you know, so the game starts at 725 instead of 710. It was really in the, you know, there was no rain. It wasn't raining. So it could have started on time. And he said it was, you know, Francona said there was a miscommunication with uh, MLB. You know, he's from what I gather from, you know, what he said, uh, you know, MLB was looking at one uh, one weather pattern, and uh, back in Cleveland, they were looking at another one. And they were also, you know, having to contend with the Rangers. The Rangers didn't want to come back, and uh, you know, later in the season, if the game got suspended, and uh, you know, Francona said that was fine with them. They'd start at any time. They just didn't want to burn Bieber, and it kind of, you know, Bieber started the game, but mm-hmm. unfortunately, those fifteen minutes. You know, in the 15, if they had started on time, that 15 minutes, uh, you know, could have helped him get through the fifth inning and qualify for a win and, and a complete game. Right. And it and it probably would have, you know, eliminated the need for the the two plus hours of 
of delay after that, uh, you know, in the middle of that fifth inning because they would have had a, an official game in the books and they could have just said, okay, well, we're, we're done. We're calling it at four, nothing. Uh, it turns out to be a four, nothing win for the guardians. They come back after the rain delay. Uh, neither team scores. Uh, thanks in part to uh, uh, Eli Morgan coming out. And uh, before he even threw a pitch to a batter, he, he turned around and picked Adolis Garcia off a of second base. Yeah, that was a, that was a crazy move. They, uh, uh, you know, Morgan and, and, and Terry Francona said, you know, uh, Austin Hedges drew it up in the dugout, said, you know, let's see if we can catch this guy napping at second base. And they did. And and the, the weird thing is, Joe, that was the first time, you know, according to Indians research or Cleveland's research, um, that a player has been, that a Cleveland pitcher has picked a player off second base since 1985. When oh. Burt Blylevin picked off Toby Hera against Texas in the first inning. <laughs> wow. Since 85. Yeah. That's uh, that's going to, that's going to warrant a, a, a little bit of more research on this one to, to, to understand why it's been that long since they picked a guy off on, on second base. That's think about all the, all the games that they've had there never once have, have they done it at progressive field. That's, I know that's so weird. That's I mean that's a stat out of nowhere. I mean, <laughs> and especially Blylevin and, and Toby Era. You know, I was at that game. I can't remember it, but I had to cover that game. I have no recollection of it. But you, well, you well, we're gonna go. I'm I'm gonna go dive back and and find the uh, the box score on uh, BaseballReference.com and see if uh, see what what it has to say about it. That's that's pretty impressive. Uh, but uh, you know, in general. Eli Morgan comes out right after the rain delay and you kind of had a feeling that they were going to go to Morgan at some point because he's just been so dominant lately in his, his last, you know, dozen or so appearances. Uh, and he comes out, gives him an, an inning and what an inning and two thirds. And, yeah. and really, uh, you know, there was no doubt after that, that uh, it looked like they were in, in total control of the game. Yeah, you know, Morgan, uh, Eli has uh, thrown, what, 10, 10 straight scoreless, made 10 straight scoreless appearances. I think he's covered about 14 and third innings in that stretch. Uh, just, uh, you know, he's really taken to this role, Joe, as kind of a, a Swiss Army knife. He he pitches anywhere and at any time, uh, loves it. Uh, you know, he liked, he liked starting, but he said the downtime drove him crazy between starts to four days off. Now he's got a chance to come to the ballpark every day and, you know, have a chance to uh, get in the game and help, help, help the guardians win. Yeah. He said, uh, you know, starting you, you pitch once every five days uh, as a reliever, he might get in a game three times a week and and he likes those, uh, those opportunities. So uh, something fun to see just as good as uh, Eli Morgan has been over that stretch. I, I think you also kind of have to look, at Inel Del Santos, uh, he's been he's been really good too, and he came in and gave you a, a strong inning last night uh, as well. Uh, this was a guy who, if if things had been different coming out of spring training, I think if spring training had been a little longer and more normal, he might have made the club out of spring training. Uh, but as it turns out, they 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 cut him loose, re-signed him, and and brought him up when there was an opportunity from uh, from Columbus. Yeah, he's really, he's been a fine Joe, you know, he throws hard, you know, he throws 97, 95 to 97, 
And, uh, you know, Fr Terry Francona said the difference is, you know, he's kind of elevated that fastball. Now, you know, he's changed the, uh, you know, eye level of the hitters. You know, they're not just looking down and away or down, down, down. Now he can, you know, kind of come up and in or up and, you know, up in the strike zone. And that is really kind of uh, given him, uh, you know, more, more areas to more area on the plate to throw to. Yeah. And, and just the, the confidence that he's, he's got coming out now, I, I think is, is pretty evident as well. I mean, yeah, he, he faced some, some pretty decent hitters in that Texas lineup and went right through them in the, the inning that he gave uh, Cleveland last night. And, you know, there, there's going to be more opportunities for him uh, going forward. I think uh, especially in those, in that, you know, sixth, seventh inning range, uh, you know, sort of trying to get the ball to uh, the guys at the back end of the bullpen. Yeah, it was really a strong effort by the by the pen uh, last night. You know, Morgan comes in, then De Los Santos, then Shaw, and then Class A. You know, just uh, they completed a six hit shutout, and uh, you know, just kind of a dominant, dominant. You know, just a game, a dominant showing, and you know, you can see why the uh, that bullpen is kind of you know, kind of raising and you know collected a lot of good stats in the American league. They're really kind of become uh, one of the best pens in the American league. All right. Uh, let's go back to Bieber here really quickly though. Uh, or, you know, uh, all-star voting uh, started this week for position players. Obviously the pitchers you don't get to vote for, but uh, position player voting started. It's, it's pretty much a lock that the guardians are going to get Jose Ramirez to the game in Los Angeles this year. Uh Shane Bieber, I think if he continues on the trajectory that he's on over the last couple of starts, uh, his, his numbers over the last five starts, uh, 32 and a third innings allowed just six earned runs, struck out 39 and he has a 1.67 ERA. Uh, that that's pretty good. And that's, uh, you know, by name and by reputation, I think if Bieber stays on that course, uh, he he's looking at a trip to Los Angeles as well. Do you agree? Yeah, yeah, definitely, uh, Joe, definitely. Um, you know, I think uh, – wait, no, where's the All-Star game? Is it in Seattle this year? or? or I, I believe it's L.A. I believe it's Dodger mm -hmm. Stadium. Okay. and uh, um, But, yeah, I think, uh, you know, he's he's doing uh, – I think he's he's done a really good job. He, he was an All-Star last year, even though, you know, he was hurt. You know, so that – you know, he's Cy Young winner who's, who's performing well. And, uh, you know, those guys – you know, usually get, uh, you know, prefer preferential treatment from uh, the manager, the the league, you know, who, that group of people who go into uh, selecting the pitching staff. Well, he he, uh, he punched out six last night. He's the uh, second fastest to 700 strikeouts in his career, I believe, behind you, Darvish, who did it in 87 games. I think Beaver's done it in 90 games. So, uh you know, the, the strikeout numbers are there, uh, all those stats over the last five games. And, you know, right now the, the velocity doesn't seem to be an issue. Uh, it, it, it was, it, you know, hovering around the same area it was over the first, you know, several starts of the season. But if he's effective at 91, 92 miles an hour, then, you know, he's, that's, that's just who he is. Yeah, I think you're right, Joe. And, um, you know, it ticked up, uh, the, the velo ticked up against in his outing against Baltimore. 
the previous to uh, last night. I didn't check what his, uh, you know, what the, uh, what baseball savant had him at uh, last night, but, you know, six strikeouts, he was rolling. It would have been really nice, you know, in good conditions to see what he could have done. The best part, Joe, was he's warming up for the fifth inning. I don't know if you were watching the game. Mm -hmm. He's warming up for the fifth inning. Brandon Kenke, the the head groundskeeper, and the umpires are trying to get him to get off the mound so they can fix the mound, and Beaver just ignored him. He threw about 20 warm-up pitches because, you know, like Terry Francona said – he wanted to get three outs just like everybody in the ballpark right. wanted to get three outs. He didn't want to take, you know, 10, 15 minutes to, to fix the mound and the mound was good enough, but that, that was, you don't see that very often. That was, that was a weird scene. That was like out of, uh, you know, like, I don't know, out of a uh, major league or something. Well, my, my thought was, you know, there was a, uh, in the, in the bottom of the fourth inning, uh, you had the, the bottom and then the top of the guardians order coming up. I believe it was, I believe Austin Hedges got on base there uh, in, in the bottom of the fourth. Uh, and and you had Miles. Yeah, Strong. he's single. He's single. Yeah, Austin, uh, that Austin Hedges single might have cost them, you know, more time. As they went into the bottom of the fourth inning, I'm like, okay, we need three professional at-bats here. Let's uh, let's ground out, pop out, and uh, strike out and, and get to the, the top of the fifth as quickly as possible. But Beaver said in his postgame, you know, he, he was sort of sped up there at, in that fifth. And you could tell he was he was getting the ball and he was firing because he wanted to get through that inning as quickly as possible. And it just it just didn't happen. The reaction, I think, was pretty classic when he came off the mound. Sort of you could tell he was cursing into his glove uh, yeah, he as he went barking. up the tunnel. Yeah, it was, he was uh, not happy. No, and I should say it wasn't Hedges. It was Quan that got the hit in the bottom of the fourth and he stole second, Joe. Right. Yeah. It, <laughs> <laughs> the longer the longer you take with that the the, the less time and you know th- those 15 minutes those lost 15 minutes I think uh he, he's gonna remember that for a long time just uh uh he was he was that close to to picking up another win and you know and, and that's another reason why that win stat is so devalued nowadays for uh for pitchers you know uh, if you look at the totality of what uh, Shane Bieber has done this year, uh, you, you can't judge him by, you know, whether or not he picked up a win last night. That he he was dominant through the innings that he, they allowed him to pitch. He just wasn't allowed to keep pitching. Yeah, and uh, you know, but it, I think it still means something to those guys, don't you think? I think Beaver was really, it, it got under his skin. And I know he, he said, you know, uh, you know, we could have been here two hours earlier doing this, these interviews and, you know, the clubhouse guys could have got, you know, could have got, you know, out of here a lot earlier uh, if, if, you know, if not for those 15 minutes, but I think the win, the win, it, it, it has been devalued. And, and last night was a perfect example of that. But I, I still think those pitchers like to have it next to their name. Right. It means something to them because they've been conditioned since they were 10, 12 years old to, to, to take the ball and go out there and give as many innings as they can. However, the, the people who evaluate their performances, uh, yeah. the, the stat cast guys, the, you know, the talking heads, the people who vote on awards, they, they don't necessarily look at those uh, those win totals and think oh well this guy was xyz you can look at other numbers to to sort of see how dominant a guy was and the the other numbers tell the story of Shane Bieber last night he 
he was unhittable. So uh, it's it's good to see every time it happens when he can go out there and and just sort of let loose and perform and not worry about those stats. But you know that in the back of his mind, he's still old school and he's still conditioned to, uh, you know, sort of a, a win is a win. And I got to go five innings and I've got to, you know, try to put up 10 strikeouts. Yeah, 20, 20 wins is is has a nice ring to it, whether it's in uh, old school or, you know, in uh, Saber metrics, you, you can't deny that. But then, like you said, Joe, we've had guys over the last several years, 15, 13, 14 wins winning uh, the Cy Young. Right. Uh, was it 20 wins, uh, 200 innings, uh, 30 starts, uh, three, you know, 250 strikeouts, something, something in that range. Uh, those are all sort of benchmark numbers that that starters want to get to every year. And, uh, you know, it, it's good to have those goals, but that doesn't really always tell the, the complete story. Uh, speaking of telling a complete story, Nolan Jones, uh, former top prospect for the Guardians organization, uh, now just sort of a, a high level prospect. He's on the 40 man roster trying to, to get back to healthy and, and, and make his way to Cleveland at some point, possibly this season. Uh, Nolan Jones playing in his first couple of games for the Columbus Clippers at AAA. Uh, his first couple of games, not so great. Last night, five times on base, three RBIs, and the, the Clippers win 11-3. to uh, Nolan Jones playing right field now because uh, I think they've, they've got third base locked up for a few years. Yeah, that's great to see. You know, he's, he's such a good guy. Uh, he's had kind of a tough run of luck. Uh, this, you know, had the ankle surgery at the end of last season, goes to spring training. He's rehabbing that. Then he hurts his back, really doesn't get out of Goodyear until, what, about a, a week ago to join uh, Columbus. And uh, hopefully he gets off to a good start. Uh, you know, he's he stays healthy. I think all this guy has to do is stay healthy, Joe. And if he can put in another, you know, decent year at, at AAA, um, you know, the, uh, the Cleveland will have a, a really pretty good read on this guy, what he can and can't do, and they can go from there. Yeah. I, do you think he makes his debut at some point this season? I sure hope so. I mean, they've given, they're giving everybody else a shot, you know, and I think it, a lot depends, you know, how how they how this season unfolds, you know, what what the one loss record is, um, and uh, you know, if if it looks like they're they're in a non-contending mode, you know, I think we'll, we'll see. We'll, we could see Jones and a lot of other of the younger players. Well, the uh, the win last night got them back to what five hundred. And yeah, I 26 and 26. And I think they're only a, a game or two out of a, a wild card spot right now as, as well. So, you know, with the expanded playoffs, you're, you're talking about the contention, you know, window at least lasting into September, probably, uh, depending on how they, they keep playing. Uh, it, like you said, they've given everybody else a chance. They've, they've given Stephen Kwan and Richie Palacios and Oscar Gonzalez all uh, a chance to see what they can do in that outfield. Uh, I don't see a reason why Nolan Jones wouldn't get a shot at some point, uh, possibly. But then you've also got to consider uh, Framil Reyes was out there hitting hitting baseballs yesterday. Uh, got some video of him. I, I believe he hit a ball that landed four rows from the top of the uh, the bleachers. I, I I didn't get that one on video, but I I certainly saw it with my own eyes. And he can hit a ball a long way. Now, granted, it was a batting practice fastball, but uh, it's a lot easier when you know what's coming. 
Yeah, and it's good to see him out on the field swinging, you know, swinging the bat. Uh, he was doing a lot of agility drills the last two days. Uh, Terry Francona said he's probably, if things go according to plan, he'll probably start a rehab assignment uh, Monday, you know, early next week. And uh, so, you know, they they need him back in the lineup. They need, but they need him, you know, not the guy that struck out 43% of his at-bats. They need, you know, the Fran Mel Reyes said, we saw last year, you know, 30 home runs, 85 RBIs. Was it presence in the middle of that lineup? Yeah, having having a lot of options and being crowded in that lineup would be a good thing for Terry Francona as opposed to to years past where you're sort of stretching and, and, and reaching. But but for now, uh, Owen Miller, Josh Naylor, uh, Oscar Gonzalez are all, you know, they're they're piecing things together and they're moving moving things along. Uh, in, in the middle of that lineup hitting behind Jose Ramirez, but it would be really interesting to see if teams had to pitch to Jose, what, uh, what, you know, what things would do for him. I just, I think uh, that would be very interesting as well. All right. The uh, Oakland A's are in town to open a four game series for the weekend tonight at progressive field. Uh, I believe Connor Pilkington is on the mound uh, again. Uh, his last outing, he was he was pretty. He started off pretty strong, and, and got him through five innings. I believe he struck out you know five of the first six batters he faced. But a uh, lot of uh, you know a lot of a lot of interesting possibilities against an Oakland team that's that's really really bad. Yeah, Oakland has been struggling, Joe. They always seem to play uh, Cleveland well, though, and uh, but it's, but especially out there, and they and Cleveland swept them out in Oakland, uh, so it, it, it's going to be interesting. It could be a good series. Uh, it's going to be an interesting series. You know, they've got Pilkington, McKenzie, Police at Quantrill going, so they've got you know there's some good arms going, and this is a chance for uh, Cleveland to you know get get their nose above five hundred. And uh, you know, hit that road trip uh, with some good momentum. And uh, the one thing uh, we forgot, Joe, uh, um, Aaron Savali's uh, making his rehab start tonight at at Columbus. And uh, Carl Willis, pitching coach, said he'll probably need another one after this. Yeah, about fifty to fifty-five pitches for Savali uh, out in Indianapolis, I believe, is where where Columbus is playing tonight. So uh, should be fun to see uh, Savali and and the results. Maybe we'll we'll, we'll get an indication as to whether he's ready to get back uh, into the rotation as well. All right, Oinsey, we'll uh, pick it up again tomorrow here on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. We'll talk to you then. All right, Joe. 